0: listening to the weekly podcast presented by the lighthouse midlothian for more information please visit us at www.dfwlighthouse.org thank you and god bless all right well welcome to 2019 i know i've been gone for uh couple weeks, but it's still, still 2019, right? Okay, actually, we're three weeks in. Tomorrow's the 21st. Three weeks into this year, time flies. That's That picture is time flies. Are you ready for the new year? If you're not, you can still get ready, okay? All right, so how many know what tonight is? It's a super blood wolf moon. I mean, if I see anyone out there howling, we're gonna send the prayer team. Okay? So, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Um, it, actually, it's just a lunar eclipse. They happen. They're, it's part of the way the solar system works. And uh, but I think it's cool that it's uh, it's at a time when maybe we can see it. So I've I've looked it up and. Maybe about 10.30 tonight, it'll be uh, at its peak, yeah? So if you can, I'm just opening the wrong presentation here, so uh, it's okay. Yeah. All right, where are you? There you are. Okay, so uh, about 10.30 tonight, and do do kids have school tomorrow? I'm sorry. Anyway... (laughs) That means they can, uh, (laughs) yeah, teachers, I'm happy for our teachers, very happy for our teachers. So uh, that means you you can, as part of science class, you can go out tonight and see the moon and not have to get your kids up too early. Maybe they'll sleep in. How many love, yeah, no, your kids don't do that? All right. (sighs) Okay. I'm gonna get here eventually. Okay, 2019, you see my file still said 2018. All right, go to the next slide, I'm gonna just look. Okay, if you were here on Wednesday the 2nd, then you heard a little bit of this, but there's been updated material, so don't start Texting or looking at YouTubes quite yet. OK? Um, that's the wonderful thing about smartphones, is now you've caught on and know that everyone thinks that you're on the Bible when you're at church. Because how many, how many use your smartphone for your Bible nowadays? Okay, if you don't, we're watching you. so if you have your phone out <laughs> but if you do, it's good. It's good to have. It's a good tool. It's like many things in life. It's it's not good. It's not bad. It's neutral. It's whatever you use it for, right? So, anyway, some of this is new. I added some graphics. That's a cool graph there. I didn't draw it. I borrowed it. I'll be giving it back after the service. So, uh, anyway, what we were saying on the second, if you can remember all the way back to the beginning of the year, is that. This year, we want to maximize our gifts. Why? For the purpose of advancing God's kingdom. That's why we're here. God has a kingdom, and we want to see it spread throughout the whole world. Same mission the early church had. Yes? So we're still the early church. With God, a day is a 1,000 years and 1,000 years, so we're into day two. Yeah? So that's great. And I believe God's restoring everything that he has for the church. Yeah? So he's pouring back into the church. Why? So we can accomplish his mission and his vision for the world. Now, today, after our service, the elders... Myself and five other gentlemen are having our annual elders retreat, and what we seek the Lord for is his mission and vision for this church for the coming year. We seek him early in the year to hear what he has to say so that we can live out whatever that is for us. And we're part of the picture. We're a tiny, tiny part of what God's doing all over the world. But we have an important part to play. And you as individuals are a tiny part of what God's doing in the world. But you're an important part. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord... You see us, you know us. Your word says that you see every time we get up and every time we sit down. So Lord, today, we just ask you to speak to us. Lord, let your word come in power and let it grow within us. Lord, let it find good soil today. And so we give you glory. Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So gonna look at a scripture today. Matthew 6, 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in. Okay, I thought we had a problem reading today. Okay. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy. That's kind of exciting, huh? There's no moths in heaven, or if, at least if there are, they don't eat sweaters, okay? <laughs> Probably no sweaters in heaven. <laughs> Maybe, Reese, there could be, just because he <laughs> likes sweaters. And rust. We don't deal with rust as much here, but when I lived in the northern United States, they call it the rust belt, okay? So you can tell when a car is getting old, yeah. They're, they used to be made, for those of who are younger, cars used to be made out of metal, okay? <laughs> so... Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. There's no thieves in heaven. No one's going to rob your stuff if you have stuff. We aren't going to care. No no one's going to rob your joy. Woo! Yeah. No one's going to rob your blessing. (laughs) For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So... We're to invest in something heavenly, a a treasure that's in heaven. We're going to talk about how we do that today. How do we invest in that? Usually this is shared during the offering. Okay, everyone invest into heaven. Here, put your money in. That's one way. That's one way because God always gives back more than we give. And what we do when we give in the offering, whether online, a love text to give, I love online giving. I love recurring offerings. I love whatever. Why do I love that? Because I love seeing people blessed. Because you take something tangible and physical and make it into something eternal. You get an eternal blessing for giving, and that's an amazing thing. All right? So how do we do this? All right. I'm going to look at a parable that Jesus told, and uh, in 19 years... I don't know if I've ever really shared this whole thing. Uh, This used to scare me when I was a kid. Uh, Some of you know this as the parable of the talents. Now, it's just interesting in the King James Talent was a translation for, I like how the New Living, it says bags of silver, all right? So it's not talking about your bike riding talent or your, you know, martial arts or whatever talents you have. (laughs) Okay, it's talking about a parable of, of, of a person who was rich and he made an investment in people and he had them handle his money. And we'll see what this means. But talent could apply too, all right? So let's read it. Again, the kingdom of heaven, this is Jesus speaking. He told a lot of stories that had deeper meanings and these were called parables. Kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone, this is a very trusting master. So these servants of his had evidently uh, gained some sort of trust. All right, he gave 5 bags of silver to one, 2 bags of silver to another and one bag of silver to last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more, double. Pretty good, huh? How many would like to double their money? Whatever it is. I love that. Okay. So he earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work. He doubled his. He earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest. I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, My good and faithful servant, you've been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Servant who received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. Master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid. Mark that word, afraid. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money. All right, what happens? The master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Not much in today's economy, but (laughs) some years. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver to those who use well what they are given. This is the point. Those who use well... What they are given, even more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And I just love this next verse, not really. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. That is intense. Okay, so what's the point of this parable who's the guy with all the resources who do you think i I, i'm going to be chris aguilar (laughs) (laughs) we're not going to divide up into little groups but i'll just ask okay we're not going to retell the story that'd be fun though um Who's the one with all the resources that hands out the money bags? The pastor. No. Jesus? The Father? God? The... Yeah. I-, I think so, probably. Okay. He hands out resources. Now some people get five. We got any five? Don't raise your hand. Okay, so... There's some people that have lots, they're they're given a lot, all right? I'm thinking of Billy Graham, oh, man, Uh, Reinhard Bonnke, whole continents for God. Yeah. When I think of the return on the investment of people like that, Whoa, powerful, okay? And some people, two. Two compared to five, Uh, not bad. Even one bag of silver, okay? Just let me have one bag of silver. Let's see what happens, right? We're given different gifts, different... That gift that we're given isn't really ours, even though we have possession of it for a time. And it's up to us, though, to use that, right? Does this make sense? Yes. Okay. And not just use it, but see it multiplied. And in heaven's economy, this is not really a hard thing. Well, look at that, okay? This used to really freak me out. Am I doing a good job with what I have? You know, so what really upset God was people that took what they were given, their gift, and they buried their gift. And that happens, doesn't it? So we got to be careful. We got to assess what gifts we have. We got to realize where they came from. We've got to realize we all have different gifts in varying amounts. My gift isn't your gift, but yet it's all for the purpose of furthering the kingdom of God. All right, powerful, powerful parable, and this is often quoted, and I love it, but the message that we hear when we have multiplied the investment God has given each one of us is... Well done, good and faithful servant. It says in the King James, enter into the joy of the Lord. I like this. Come on, let's celebrate. Isn't it nice that there's kind of a party waiting for us someday up, up some, somewhere out there? Okay. So we, we looked at this a couple weeks ago, and uh, I asked a question. Are you a complainer, a camper, or a conqueror? And it's in the context of, we sang it this morning about the Red Sea parting and Moses taking the uh, Israelites out of Egypt. They were slaves, God miraculously delivered them, uh, but they went through a time in the wilderness. God led them through a wilderness time, on their way, on their way to what he had promised them. And we can read in Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you can even see some of this in Leviticus, but we can see God's dealings with his people. And this is a picture of his dealings with us. So, Some of the people, after they heard about the promised land, they didn't focus on the potential. They focused on the problems, and they ended up missing out on their blessing. They complained not only about what was to come. They complained about where they were at, and they forgot the fact that they had been slaves, and they had been mightily delivered, miraculously delivered. And we all find ourselves there sometimes. It's hard for me to point in judgment when I've had those very moments myself. And I try to be quick to acknowledge, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute here. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. If God did nothing more for you than save your soul from eternity in hell and no other blessing came here on earth, that would be enough. But he doesn't do it. He gives us blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. But we'd rather focus on the negativity. It's just human nature, okay? So you, you all know it. I'm not going to stay there. I'm not going to camp there. Okay, campers are just happy where they're at. This is okay. Got manna, got water, got a tent over my head, got my kids, got my goats. Promised land, well, I heard it's nice. Happy camper. God doesn't want to leave you where you're at. Amen. Thank you. Don't get stuck. Don't get too happy where you're at because God wants to take you on. How do you go on? You have to conquer. Now, interestingly enough, in Deuteronomy, where God recaps, if you're reading through the Bible, we'll be there in a couple months, once you get through Job, You'll get through Job, okay? Just, I promise you, you'll get through Job. I'm always surprised every year at how many chapters there are in Job. There are so many good Did you have to record every word of Eliphaz the Temanite? (laughs) If he was talking trash, why is it in the Bible? (laughs) Good question, huh? Well, there's a lot of people around us that talk trash, and it sounds good at the time. But we have to take that word, take it to God, and ask, does this word apply to me right now, right here? Yeah? Okay, that was free and not in the notes. That's for those of you (laughs) who are reading through the Bible right now. Okay. So, in Deuteronomy 6, we see that God sent the trials and the tests. Did God need to know what was in the people's hearts? Did he need to know? God knows everything. He knows all about you. When you pray, you're not revealing to God anything that he doesn't already know. It says that he brought them Through the wilderness to test them, to show them what was in their hearts. To show them what was in their hearts. Have you ever gone through something and thought, oh boy, I didn't know that was there. God shows us what's in our hearts because we just go through life and we're like, hey man, I've been delivered. I'm great. I'm wonderful. Walking on blessing after blessing. How are you? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. And then something happens. (laughs) Woe is me. I am undone. Something happens. We start moaning and groaning. Yeah, we all do it. I'm not pointing any fingers. You know, it's time to turn it around when those things come. Okay, so it's there. Fine. Just deal with it and get rid of it. Don't make it into a production. Talk to someone. They probably went through that same thing just yesterday. That is an interesting thing about, thank you for that plug. (laughs) Celebrate recovery. One thing we find out when we go and start sharing. First time in. My problem. It's only me. No one else has this. Then, what? You deal with that? What? You deal with that? I thought you were so confident and assured and You have doubts? Guess what, folks? Isolation is not where we need to be when we discover something about ourselves, We need to come together. We need to confess those things and receive the encouragement. But the enemy wants to keep you isolated, keep you stuck, keep you complaining, keep you camping because he doesn't want you to conquer. And that's why we come together in church. So we can encourage one another and lift each other up. I've said it before. I might be having a down day. Yes, I have them. Monday, 9 a.m. I have several letters that I never sent out. Dear Board of Elders, it has been a pleasure to serve you for the last 19 years. However... God could be calling me to something else. God. Delete. And by Wednesday, I'm usually just fabulous. (laughs) We all have those moments. Yeah. Yeah, we get hurt. We get angry. Stuff happens. Point is to press through. All right, that was longer than I wanted to spend on that. But it's good stuff, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so this is part of maximizing our gifts. It's shaking off the hurts, the wounds, the negativity of our past. Don't let the enemy leave you stuck. Yeah. Prioritize your progress. Your progress needs to be a priority moving forward using that investment God's giving you. We have to eradicate procrastination. Why did I put that there? Because I know procrastination, we are on a first name basis. Yes? I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. About May, next year looking good, 2020, yeah. I just was really feeling that no, not not this year, next year. Guess what? All you got is right now. You don't have next year, you don't have next month, you don't even have tomorrow. You've got now. So let's progress. Let's move forward. All right. So how do we maximize our gifts. How do we do that? Got a few easy to follow steps here. Okay. Let's move forward two. We'll go to Haggai another time. You can read. Speed readers, go for it. All right. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. How do I maximize my gifts, pastor? You can stand up there with your fancy microphone, tell me what to do, week in, week out, but help me, help me. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help me. You just get to get helped in the process. All right, because I've got gifts I need to maximize. Yeah? Thank you, Diana. All right. I'm just gonna bring you up here for encouragement. All right, how do I do it? Number one, well, I don't even know what my gifts are. <laughs> well, identify your gifts. Second Timothy one, six. Paul tells his young protege to stir up those gifts, to fan into flame those gifts which were given by the laying on of hands of the eldership, the presbytery, whatever you want to say. All right, Timothy had some gifts. They were called out of him by a prophetic voice. That's one way. Uh, you may have a gift that God just gave you. There's no formula here, okay? Uh, take a gift inventory. You can do this thing. We did it one year where you answer all these questions, and at the end, you can identify do you have a gift of helps? Do you have a gift of administration? Do you have a prophetic gift? Do you have a gift of giving? A gift of mercy, that's a gift. All right, there's all kinds. All right, so there's inventories out there. If you need help with that, I'll point you in the right direction. All right, ask the Holy Spirit and others. Holy Spirit, what's my gift? Uh, Most of us have an overriding kind of gift, and then sub-gifts, yeah? Uh, Some of us, very multi-gifted, multi-talented. Again, I, I don't know if it's five bags of silver, three bags of silver, two... I don't know if it's a solid quarter. I don't know. Whatever your gift is, God's given you that. All right, but ask the Holy Spirit, and as you come together to worship and work together, go to connect groups, uh, talk during the break that we didn't have today. <laughs> Other people around you. You know, Vicki, gift of hospitality. Yes. Uh, she just reaches out and she checks on people. And Gary, prophetic gift. Uh, Cole, gift of administration. Sharon, gift of administration. Sharon, many, many, many gifts. <laughs> gift to Pete. Yeah, Pete's gift is Sharon. So, <laughs> Pete is gifted. Amen? Amen? All right. Hate to call you out. Yeah because we could just go right around the room. Some of you I've never seen before. It'd be really cool if I could call some gifts out. <laughs> I could try. All right. So ask the Holy Spirit and people around you. Like I, I Okay, I'm going to pick on Ryan. He's he's my poster child for the gifted and talented, okay? So the Holy Spirit got a hold of him a few years ago, and he just started getting excited about God, and he wanted to know more about gifts, and he was traveling a lot, so he had a lot of time on his hands, so I'm like, here's this prophetic course." he wanted to know about, about, more about the prophetic, I said, here's a course, take it, he, he devoured it, he wanted to know more about healing, so he started investigating that and before you know it he's coming in with testimonies of how God spoke to him to pray for certain people even he was teaching classes for AT&T around the country and after the classes he was talking to individuals and God was telling him stuff about those people supernaturally wow undercover <laughs> getting paid to travel and encourage because the gifts are for the purpose of building up and encouraging the body of Christ. We're gonna get there more. Okay, so in the process of all that, he was telling me how excited he was to talk to people he didn't know about the Lord. I said, I believe you have a gift of evangelism. He's like, no. <laughs> but he's got it. You should have seen him in Mexico. Oh man. Yeah, tornado. Yeah, amazing. So, you know, you may not see something in you that other people see. That's my point. All right. Your gifts are usually attached to things you're passionate about. Some people are passionate about evangelism, about telling other people. Some people are passionate about helping other people. Linda, whoa. She just quietly helped. No, me, no. She just... She's there giving and giving and giving and giving. That's a gift. It is. All right. She's like, I will never be on the front row ever again. So, thank you. Okay. So, follow your passion. And she's passionate about hospitality. She does that. Okay. All right. Next ask for more. Don't be a camper with your gifts. Yeah? Don't limit God. I've had enough, thank you. (laughs) I'm already gifted enough. (laughs) 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, To pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you prophesy. Okay, we'll look at that. All right, next. Read, study, inquire. Do what Ryan did. Get into the Word. Romans 12 is all about gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, Ephesians 4. Those are good places to start. We've taught on these things over and over and over and over again. Get in there for yourself. Get excited about this yourself. All right? Step out in faith and just do it. That's probably the best advice I could give you. Just do it. Just get out there. Lisa, you remember the first time you got up and shared something publicly? How'd you feel about that? Not scared to death, but yeah. It's scary. Or we think, ah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it matters. It matters. Just get out there and do it. And you're in a place of acceptance and love, and people are going to love you. They are. So listen to the right voices. All right, and then pray, pray, pray. Gifts are all about relationship with God. It's not independent. It's, he's a good father who knows how to give good gifts. So his gifting you is a confirmation of his fatherhood and his love. We don't need to make this all mechanical. It's all in the context of family. It's all about family. So how do we respond to each other? Romans 12 is great. Uh, it talks about... Loving each other, understanding each other. And in our gifting, we don't need to be comparing ourselves to other people. Because you will always find someone more gifted than you. So you think. You will always find someone that needs what you have. Okay? So we are not to be in competition. That's, that's the church is a blending of many, many gifts, all right? So we need to complete one another, not compete with one another. And we need to be an encouragement to other people in their gifting. If you see someone do something that you can tell they did that out of their gifting, let them know. Wouldn't that be cool if we had that kind of culture Wow, I saw what you did, that's amazing. God bless you, keep it up. Thank you for sharing that this morning. It really spoke to me. Let people know. It encourages them to maybe use their gift more. All right, and then finally, to recap, don't compare your gifts with others. We're here to compliment each other, we're here to complete each other, we aren't here to compete, all right. And be an encouragement to close this morning. 1 Corinthians 14.1. Pursue love. Pursue love. The gifts are all about an expression of God's love to us. The gifts are all about an expression of love we have for other people. So your gift says, I love you from God to somebody else. Isn't that cool? That's how it's to be done. Unfortunately, we've missed out on that a lot of times. That's the culture I want to see. Earnestly pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. He says that a couple times. So we all have these gifts. We need to see them grow. We need to see them come into maturity. As Mike shared a couple weeks ago, when we first have a gift, we may not completely know how to use it. Anyone received a gift and you actually needed to read the instructions? Yeah? Well, you're female, okay? No, I was saying, you guys, ladies, are better at reading instructions. I just get it out, use it, and if it doesn't work, maybe. Where's the YouTube, you know? Now they got YouTubes that show you how to do everything. So use them. You're not going, unless you practice something, you're not going to get better with your gift. So this year, we are going to encourage each other in our gifting. Is that exciting? I'm excited.